Hey friends, welcome to Because She Chose. If you're a busy mom desiring consistency and growth in your relationship with God, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Camille McIntyre. In this show, we'll discover practical tips, find helpful resources, and interview amazing women as they share their stories on growing in their relationship with God. Thanks for joining in and listening. Welcome back, friends, to Because She Chose. I have a question for you. What are you committed to doing in 2023? (laughs) I know, I know. It's such a loaded question, right? And I just listened to Jasmine Starr's podcast recently again on goal setting. She did it, I think, in 2020. And it really fundamentally changed the way I looked at goal setting and planning. And she asked this question, what would it look like and feel like if you were living in your purpose every single day? Whoa. Do you ever think about what it would be like to be doing the exact thing that you were created for? Doesn't it sound amazing and fulfilling? (laughs) I know that the percentage of people that actually achieve this is probably really small, but doesn't it sound dreamy? My husband and I often talk about our future and what we would love to see when we retire. We joke about it all the time. We think kids will be all grown up and living all over the world with all their own families, living purpose-filled lives. And we'll have our little apartment in Manhattan, just the two octogenarians reading and writing, a pile high, books and guest speaking and sewing into the lives of people who want to grow in their faith with God. Doesn't it all sound wonderful? (laughs) But then I think, why wait? Why couldn't it just be that God may have this very thing waiting for us, not just in our future, but now maybe we could be working towards it? Well, I'm here to tell you that you really can begin to create a life that is fulfilling for you, as well as fulfilling God's call and purpose for your life. Your season may look very different than mine at the moment. Listen, I remember neck deep and three little ones in diapers always needing my attention never quite feeling like I can get enough sleep and they're always on me and I'm breastfeeding and trying to pump and (laughs) do all the things, keep them alive, much less like have any quality time for myself, God, or my husband. Yeah. Listen, I look back on that season of my life. Sometimes I'll be honest, I cringe. I feel like I just did not enjoy it, not even for a minute. And I realize how fast now the seasons move and how I didn't take the time to try to even enjoy it. But I wonder if I had had these tools that I'm going to discuss with you today back then, what could I have not only accomplished, but cherished while in that season? Well, you know what? That's neither here nor there, but you have to start where you are. I'm going to tell you today, three important reasons why you really should learn to set goals. So here's number one, you know, daily intentions can keep you motivated. Doing different things consistently just brings change into your life. I don't know if you've ever been like me before, but constantly I'm going to do this new thing today. And now I'm going to do this and, but not really working towards something. But doing something every day toward a goal, even if it's something different, gets you closer to it. So I don't know, do you have a goal to, you know, have spiritual growth in your life? 
Do you want to be somewhere by the end of this year? Just think December 2023. What is it going to look like for you? What do you really want to do with the year? Start to dream now, but then plan. So number two is write down the goal. Write down that dream that God has put into your heart for what your 2023 year look should look like. And then you know what? Tell others about it. Tell your close friends, the people that you know are going to get on their knees and pray with you and for you and share those goals. So when you share them with others, it helps keep you accountable. People help you to that finish line. I'll be honest, I was not always good at this. I had a hard time being vulnerable. I had a hard time trusting people. But now, working this five-year plan that I had when I started in 2018, I'm where I had wished I was then. I have people surrounding me that are invaluable to my progress because as they're supporting me, I'm able to now do what I'm doing right at this moment. You're listening to me in on your maybe your AirPods, maybe you're falling asleep, you had a really rough day, you did all the things with your children and you're just taking some time to try to unwind. Maybe it's first thing in the morning and you just had your devotions. You're like, oh, I'm going to drive the kids to school and I have a few minutes by myself. I'll listen to Camille. Listen, what you're listening to is a dream I had five years ago. <laughs> five years ago. So when you write down the goal, I'm telling you, people will help you get to the finish line. And there's number three. Failure really should not be something that's in your vocabulary. You know, I used to think about not even trying to do things like this because I was afraid to fail. I was like, but what if it doesn't work? And what if people don't listen? And what if people don't like me? What if people think I'm crazy for doing what I'm doing? Which, of course, that's actually happening. But it doesn't matter because some people say that there are some things that really actually could be better when they're broken, like glass ceilings. Let's break the glass ceiling. How about unhealthy relationships? Let's break those. Awkward silences, <laughs> they're best broken, I think. So think about that the next time you look at your unmet goals as if they're failures. There's no such thing. You are taking steps, measured steps, toward goals. And sometimes a setback can become the slingshot that launches you in the right direction. That's how it was for me. This was a trial and error period of five long years of trying things, trying things. And then maybe it was like throwing spaghetti at a wall and seeing what stuck. <laughs> That's what it felt like. But through the trial and error came what you're seeing today. Am I where I want to be? Absolutely not. But this life is a journey. And if you're doing anything worthwhile that God's placed into your heart, it's going to take time. It's something that I had to kind of swallow the pride because I want it to happen overnight. But as I started out and I started seeing other people that were being successful, they had track records of a decade doing what they were doing. Some people, you know, do have that kind of overnight success and sensation. Hey, more power to them. But for those of us that are slow and steady wins the race, you're my people. You know, I heard someone say, how could you even aim for a target when you don't even know where the bullseye is even located? 
So when I first started writing my goals down in 2018, I had a spiral bound notebook. I had bought that foam core poster board from my first vision board. That mentor of mine told me, you should really pray and ask God to give you direction for the year and listen very intently about what he's going to say. And when I printed out the areas that I felt God wanted me to focus on, I printed out those pictures as well. And I found ones in a magazine. I tried to make it look decent. I pasted them on under different category names and tried to make it a little fancy. And then I put the scripture that I felt God was speaking to me. Listen, it speaks to you today. And it says, then the Lord said to me, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. It's Habakkuk 2. Go and read it. Make it plain. Write it down. Because when it becomes concrete, it's like it's no longer a wish or a dream. And then it actually starts propelling you into trying to bring it into reality. Listen, I'm not talking about trying to force God's hand. There are things that you would like to see done in your life, I'm sure, that may not be on God's agenda. It might not be something for another 10 years. Listen, think about Joseph. (laughs) It took a long time from the pit to the, you know, get to the palace. The life of King David, it took forever for that poor guy. He's anointed one day and like it took 20 years to get to be king and sit on a throne. Listen, I'm not saying it's going to take you that long, but just know that It says, he may run who reads it. So run with the vision. It's not going to be, you know, a short race. It's going to be a marathon. (laughs) I'm just telling you. So ask God, Lord, help me to know what these dreams are so that you can help me turn them into that reality. And then your dreams also can be turned into a to-do list. I know I hate to say it but I am a crazy list maker. It takes strategic planning to turn a dream into a reality. It's just the way it is. Hoping is just a dream and taking action will bring you closer to successfully accomplishing the goal. So when I first started this podcast, I researched for a year how to go about starting one. My husband bought me the podcast mic that I'm sitting in front of right now a year before I even thought about researching it. I was that afraid. I'm like, I know that this is in my future, but I have so many questions. I can't possibly know the first thing about going about it. And so I started to look into other podcasts. I listened to a ton of them. I wanted to see what my voice would be, what I wanted it to be. I knew I couldn't do it alone. And I found connections that led me to my wonderful podcast producer, Leah Bryant and company. Go check her out. If you're even the least bit interested in doing something like this, even if it's just a pipe dream and you think it is, you never know. It took me five years. So she helped me to gather my ideas and put them together into a consistent plan to launch. I could never have done it without her. And those are God appointments. So listen, here are some practical things that you can do as you kind of set yourself up for success in planning your year. In order to know where you're going in 2023, you really do need to look back at what worked well and what did not work well in 2022. I had said earlier 
let's look at what really isn't serving you well. So I do something called hello and goodbye at the end of the year on January, New Year's Eve and January 1st. And I kind of write a list during the month of December and I'm like, Lord, show me the things that you do not want me doing anymore that I'm doing. And let me let you know, he really shows you and he'll show you in, in strange ways. For me, it's like, I feel very unsettled when I keep going to do the same thing that I've been doing. And for some reason, it doesn't feel right anymore. I'm not really getting any joy from it. I really fully believe that sometimes we need to do the hard things that we don't like doing. Yes. But when we're doing things that God is saying no more to, you're working against the grain. Don't do it. So do more of what works and don't let what didn't work last year discourage you. Let me tell you, that really hurt me in 2022. There were a few things that happened that I was like, oh my gosh, this was a crash and burn moment. But you know what? Like I said before, let it propel you forward. Let it be the slingshot that sends you forward in the purposes of God. So what do you want to do more of? So let's talk about that. When you cast vision for the new year, think about it like a clean slate. I loved being chosen by the teacher when I was in elementary school, right? She would ask for a volunteer to clean the blackboards. It was like, woohoo, I feel so important. And there was nothing quite like a clean board and it made you want to write all over it again, didn't it? I loved that. But saying that you want to do something is really not the same thing. You actually have to do the work. So when I would get that clean slate, it felt so good. I was like, oh, I can't wait to write down when I got my new planner. I was like, uh, let me tell you, it took me a week to even write in it because <laughs> I was like, oh, it's just so beautiful. <laughs> I don't want to mess it up. And of course, I'm referring to the Cultivate What Matters planner. And I love it so much because the planner comes with videos and a uh, Facebook group, and they really help to kind of get the, you know, your thought processes going. So when you write it down, it becomes real. And then you have to make plans to get it done, my friends. So I'm going to give you an example. Some things that I want to do this year are read more books. I am a big nonfiction reader, but I'd like to add in some fun fiction into my hobby section of my planner. So I put a picture of it on my vision board. And when I sit down to my Cultivate What Matters planner, I look at those eight priority areas that I want to focus on for the year. Now, do I do something in every single area? Not really. I pick three big goals first. I'm like, okay, what do I really got? What are you wanting from me this year? And then, you know what? I really do want to double the total amount of books I read from last year. So now I know it sounds like a lot, but I include my favorites on Audible. <laughs> I'm a big audiobook girl. It just, I'm a slow reader. So I realize that it takes me a long time to get through a book. So I look at that time frame that it will take me to get through it. And then I take into consideration my schedule. I'm like, all right, I know that I'll probably read. And then on what days I'll take the length of that book into consideration. I'll break it down into digestible chunks. So essentially I'm working backwards from the total number of books that I would really love to read for the year. And then I break it down into 
pages and chapters, and then I can estimate how much I can really get through. Does that make sense? I know it sounds crazy, but when I do it this way and I roll up in the holiday season in December, I'm not regretting that all the amazing books that I never got to this year. I'm telling you, it happens. So what does your schedule look like in order to get things done or the things that are important to you? You have to adjust your schedule to accommodate them. We all have the same 24 hours, seven days in a week that everyone else does. Let me tell you, this podcast, I work with Leah and there are times when I'm like, Leah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I can't get this stuff done on time. And, you know, unless you like plan on not sleeping, like some people do that, Leah, <laughs> you simply cannot get everything done. So being wise with your time will help you evaluate, you know, what gets put where really. So this year I'm driven about my biggest goals. Like those are habit goals, reading and working out and things like that and making sure my devotional time is done. You know, I know that I'm not going to be able to get to 10 big goals. I'm just not for the year. So I choose three. And the rest of my goals, like I said, are either habits that I put into place around my bigger goals. So when I get these three accomplished, I'm like, a big section of my year, I'm going to section it off. Like, so if I take one goal, I'm going to take three month segments. How will that look in that three month time frame? Will I be able to launch a new program in that time? Will I be able to write my book? You know, when I do spend the time scheduling topics for guests, like for this podcast, and I'm brainstorming social media, like, when am I going to work out? And, you know, when am I going to do the meal planning? And when am I going to spend quality time with my family? When am I going to get to getting all the, you know, house chores done? You know, all of this stuff gets written down. I will brain dump everything. <laughs> it's like, this is what it looks like. This is what life is. And when you put it all down and then you look at your schedule for each quarter, and you're like, all right, well, this is what I want to do this within this three to four month time frame. And then you can break it down from there into monthly, weekly, and daily goals. You really have to look back how to accomplish something over an entire year. So this is strategy. It's period. It's one little word, strategy. So when you know why you're doing something though, when you get in return, what you get in return, my friends, is so important. Your why, knowing why you're doing what you're doing is so important key and essential to getting things done. So my why is really simple. You know, I do all the household things for my family. There are moments when I'm like, I still can't believe that I am picking up after my adult children. <laughs> I can't believe that I am putting dishes in my dishwasher still. <laughs> They're 20 and 22. But I still meal prep, you know, and make time for my family movie nights you know, my children like to, you know, have my attention and when they want it, they have it. But I couldn't do those things if I didn't know why I'm doing the bigger goals. So my kids also know why I'm doing what I'm doing, why I'm building this community with you. It's for women. It's for all of you to achieve your own goals as far as your spiritual growth is concerned. And my kids know that I'm living my life and leading by example. So I'm giving them some concrete evidence that what God leads you to do, you can do because he enables you to do it, to achieve it. 
So even though I do what I do, really, my why is my family. I also do, of course, what I do to bring glory to God. So when I'm done teaching women what God has shown me, I feel so energized and excited. It really is what drives me when I'm down or I'm tired or I'm discouraged. So knowing your why is really, really important. I received a message the other day from a sweet mama. She messaged me, reached out to me and during a very difficult time in her life. And she said that she had a question for me. And then the very next message showed up, followed up with the fact that she had listened in on one of these episodes and got the answer to her question there. <laughs> God led her to listen to the very thing she needed to hear in that moment. You know what? These are my whys behind doing what I do. It's sometimes exhausting. It sometimes feels not unfulfilling. I am fulfilled, but there's it's thankless. It can be thankless, but that's not why I'm doing it. I'm not doing it for the accolades. So when you know your why, it enables you to stand in your purpose. Of course, like I said, I do what I do for God's glory and for the edification of others as well. It's equally as important, but when you're working in your purpose, you live such a fulfilled life. You know, when I look back on why I started goal planning in 2018, I realized now that it kept me so focused, propelling me toward what I envisioned five years down the road today. Am I all the way there? Certainly not. But casting a five-year vision paved the way for me to learn how to strategize even for the next five years ahead. So this past quarter, you know, I talked a little bit about it that I felt tired. I felt discouraged. I was kind of nearing the home stretch of my five-year goals, and I felt like I hadn't really finished at least one of the biggest ones. And guess what? It's the top priority as I begin this new quarter. And I have a plan in place now that I can follow every step of the way because I planned out all the most important priorities so I won't feel overwhelmed as I work toward its completion. Sometimes even your best laid plans may not get you to your ultimate goal, but when I began that five-year journey, I had a much different picture of what it would look like than what I really accomplished. But I remembered that the scripture verse that I chose for 2019 was Proverbs 19.21, and it says, many are the plans of a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. I put it smack dab in the middle of my vision board, and let me tell you, it still speaks to me four years later. So one thing I've learned over the last five years of goal setting is that accomplishing is great, but also missing the mark has been every time I do it, it's okay. And then I'm able to check off a goal after it's been accomplished. It's an enormous win. It's like, woo, I might've missed the mark there, but here I've got this tremendous win to celebrate. It makes me look back on the Camila five years ago. And I just say, wow, God, look at what you did. And I'm like, let's celebrate. So celebrate the wins, even if they're small. They don't have to be giant things like starting a podcast or a website or a, you know, a coaching program. It doesn't have to be those things. It could be, man, I really wanted to get up 
every day at a certain time and not feel exhausted. And I wanted to get, make sure my vitamins were all in place and I was, you know, working out and have those kind of things in place. Those are things that I started with. And as I kept learning and kept going, I was like, wow, I could probably do more. I could probably get more in place. Listen, there's one last thought. My wonderful podcast producer, Leah, she reminded me that one report had indicated that just 29% of podcast creators in the US are women. You compare that with 69% of those that are men, it blew my mind. She said, just think about the thousands of podcasts that are out there and then look to see where the Because She Chose podcast was ranking. And when I considered it, it literally floored me. I said, thank you, Lord. Although I'm not where I would like to be right now, I can't control that, but I can only control what and how consistently I put out content that serves you, my community, and for all of you, dear sisters, you know, this is why I do what I do. When I hear things like it helps me with this situation, I pray that God blesses my efforts all the more. So I hope all of this is helping you with starting towards your goal setting and planning. You know, let's have 2023 off and kick it off to a great start. And I really can't wait to celebrate all of your accomplishments as the year goes by and everything that God has ahead for you. If this is resonating with you, please get on my wait list, get on my website, www.camillemcintyre.com. There's a wait list there for my mentorship program where we go through all of this together. I can't wait for you to hear more about it. Be blessed, my friends. Thanks so much for joining me today on this episode of Because She Chose. I hope you found some encouragement and help to find time to grow in your faith. Let me know if today's episode resonated with you and send me a message on Instagram at Camille underscore McIntyre or at Because She Chose, also on my Facebook business page, Camille McIntyre. If you are loving what you are hearing, make sure to follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode and leave me a review and rating. Until next time, take care.